Report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He laser clickers. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. And today we are here in the name of me to talk about the season finale of Book of Boba Fett, which is a clever, playful uh, pun on the name of this episode, which was in the name of honor. Um, I, that's I'm funny, and you all should wow. laugh. Uh, but I'm first, trying. before we can talk about Boba Fett... And by talk about Boba Fett, I really mean talk about like the Mandalorian, obviously. Uh, we have a, a little announcement. William, you want to tell us all about that? Yeah, some exciting news this week. Disney finally announced the release date for Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi, the uh, Obi-Wan-centric show, if you couldn't guess that by the name. Um, it will be debuting on May 25th. Uh, just in a couple of months, of course, you know, May, May 25th is a big day. It's the you know, original release date of Star Wars, a new hope, which is exciting and the day before Star Wars celebration. So lots of fun will be had there. I, I I'm excited for this. What are you guys, you guys excited? I am completely excited because it, we're going to be end up doing, we're going to end up doing a live review there. Are we not? Oh, we've got to, right. It's premiering yes, we <laughs> as we're all flying into Anaheim for the, for the events, but of, so of course we gotta. Well, I guess I yeah. guess what we could do is while you guys are flying in and I'm driving down, we'll record as we do that. How about that? Just not gonna happen. Yep. I'll just say it's hard not to be excited when Absolutely. it's got the cast that it does. So very much looking forward to this. Yep. Yes. Oh, I cannot wait. And you know, I am. Uh, I'm excited for this show. I you know, I love John Jackson Miller's Kenobi book, and so. I'm very excited to see what they do and whether he stays on Tatooine or whether he goes somewhere off planet, although yeah. Yeah, not something he, I ever imagined, but you know, who knows? My prediction at the moment is uh, this will be the story of uh, how Kenobi finds and saves Grogu. So yeah, just wait. <laughs> this comment will either age incredibly well or very, very poorly. We will find out on May 25th how it goes. Yes, we will. Well, with that, Tom, we have a big episode. This is the, this is the 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 end, maybe, of the Book of Boba Fett, at least season one. Mm-hmm. Tell us tonight what we will be reviewing. I like how you put the question mark at the end because that is true. We are reviewing the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter Seven, in the Name of Honor, directed by Robert Rodriguez, written by John Favreau. And in this episode, Boba Fett and Finnick Shand face an escalating conflict. We got to see the escalating conflict, but what happens when it's all over? We don't know. Yeah, it's lots to discuss here, but yeah, I think I don't know about you guys. I pretty much expected a long, prolonged fight scene, and that's pretty much what this was. Um, but we got some nice conflict, um, <sighs> and I mean, there, there's some really, you know, I, I liked a lot of the dynamics they had here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into it. Um, but, uh, I guess let's start with the plan. Uh, they, rather than head back to, uh, rather than head back to Boba's palace, Jabba's palace to, uh, wait the Pike's, uh, arrival, they decide they're going to hang out in the middle of the burnt out 
sanctuary and try to defend Moss Espa. Thoughts on the plan? I mean, I liked the idea that uh, they're doing it there because he's going to stand with the people and protect them. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say in practice, it kind of felt like doing it in the middle of Moss Espa was probably the worst place to do it from that respect. Mm -hmm. Between the droids destroying everything, the blaster fire destroying everything, the Rancor destroying everything. I don't feel like Moss Espa made it out of this particularly well and maybe would have done better if this had all happened at I was gonna say Jabba's Palace, but I guess it's not really Jabba's Palace anymore. I think we can but, keep, still call it well, Jabba's Palace, right? I, I was dead. To. It's more in you know in his I, I, in memory it, of Jabba. Yeah, I guess he could always put a plaque outside. <laughs> J- Jabba's Memorial Palace. Yeah, Jabba's Memorial <laughs> Palace. Come on in. Just kidding. But um, I I can see why they did it because they wanted to sit there and show that they were part of the people, and it also kind of gave you an idea how Mas Espa was divided up, quote unquote, with the, the families, because they, which, okay, you're, you're, you're telling the audience how you're, you're sectioning off your plan where you have, you're putting one Wookiee with the Trandoshans, you're putting the Vespa Espa gang over in another area, and then you're putting uh, the Gamorrean guards, which, you know what, I feel so sorry for them, in one area, because they, they've kind of sectioned off into the certain families, Okay, so which go ahead. No, go ahead. This wasn't the first or only time in this episode, but I felt like a lot of the dialogue felt very stilted. Yep. And this scene, especially where Fennec Shand is describing the plan. Like it's it's almost hard to describe because us describing the plan is basically how she explained (laughs) it. Right. You know, you're right. It like if you told me she was reading like the notes on the script, I would have told you that. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, it was awkward, I would say. And that's probably putting it mildly. Yeah, it was. I guess the the thing I found interesting, and maybe they're just trying to look for for warning signs and that's it. But, you know, uh, Fennec makes a comment about how, you know, all their flanks are covered. And I'm like, you have nine people. You have like the two yeah. Gamorrean guards. The, you know, a couple mods and um, and uh, Kersantan hanging out in the Trandoshan district, which, by the way, I don't know where, who decided to put the trend, the tra- the Wookiee in the Trandoshan district like that seems really ill advised. Well, I, Look, I hate all this. he's done is rip some arms off <laughs> yeah. just this season. So, Even if Kersantan isn't going after the Trandoshans, the Trandoshans hate Wookiees. So, like, you can't it's it just it's. Oil and water. It does not work well. Not, it, it doesn't mix. But the one thing I was really hoping for is at least another Wookiee were to have shown up to help him. Because you really felt sorry for him. He's going to take on all these Trandoshans by himself. Yeah. The one thing he had as an advantage, everybody else had basically blades. He did have a blaster. But a blaster against a whole bunch of blades that just keep coming and coming at you, it's not going to last you long because you will be overrun. Even though you're this really cool Wookiee, and yeah, I'd love to and, see him again. And you know, I get that he wasn't expecting to battle the Trandoshans per se because they turned on right. him. But the the they they were expecting the Pikes, and they had like nine people defending the entire city. And I get they were they were waiting in for for the citizens of Freetown, and you know I guess maybe it was just for spotting. But I did, I did kind of find it funny that Fennec was like, "Oh yeah, all our flanks are covered," and I'm like, "You have yeah. nine people watching out over an entire city." And I loved how sure enough someone stuck right by <laughs> it didn't it did yeah. not even the words were not even out of her mouth before that happened but before yeah. we got into that the uh you know i i did think it was interesting how um 
Mando was so confident that the citizens of Freetown were going to come. Because Cobb Vanth said he'd try, but he never actually promised to come to Boba's assistance. Meanwhile, Mando's like, nope, we can wait here. Boba, uh, Cobb Vanth's coming. I guarantee it. Uh, he clearly knows um, Cobb Vanth will come through. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah just not not a good plan. Also, no. Uh, thoughts on Boba's decision to what? What did you think of of how Boba decided to get rid of all of the spice trade in response to um, in, 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 in in agreement to hire the citizens of Freetown? I oh man, I think it it is a thing that. I just want to say, like, it was a thing that happened. Um, it could work. I like the idea of Boba wanting to kind of go straight or improve the town. Mm-hmm. It was one of those sequences that felt like it was missing a lot of context to, to make it worth caring about. You know, that's uh, true. It's like, we don't, ahead. we don't, we just didn't, even in this, the entire season, we don't understand what Boba's job is beyond walking around the town with his helmet off. Mm-hmm. And taking tribute, yeah. Uh, so, I, is he already involved in the spice trade? Is he proposing that he's going to eliminate it after he takes it over from the Pikes? Mm-hmm. I don't actually know because it just it. We never really got a good look at his motivation or to understand how this was supposed to work. And and the other thing about it is we never got his motivation of why he had to go back to Tatooine. Why there? Yeah. Why Why did he have to protect? Mos Espa. Why did he have to move into Jabba's palace? I mean, he he alludes to it uh, on two different occasions, but it's it's only in you know kind of in passing that hey, we could do mm-hmm. you know he believes he could do a better job, but why does he think that means he needs to be in charge, right? And then right, it's you know we mm-hmm. talked about this in previous episodes. Okay, he might be able to do things better, but he doesn't really have much. He just has Jabba's empty palace and nine people. Or eight right. people under him. So, this so is, you know, what else does he have? And and Fennec even says that by getting rid of the spice, that's most of Jabba's business. At that mm-hmm. point, I almost wonder why not just run for mayor? Why do you need? Why do you need Jabba's <laughs> position? Yeah, no, so this point. is yeah. I was gonna say, this, this is probably a, a more of a teaser for our season recap discussion. But I think this is a great example of the type of thing that would have been great to cover in a present. Like if they'd spent more time on the present day. Yeah. Yeah, um, like we were talking about this a little bit before the show, but like, if I wanted to sum up what happened in this season in the present day, like not including the past and only including Boba Fett, it kind of comes out to like he becomes the ma- or the Daimo, he walks around the town, he argues with the huts, the huts leave, and then the Pikes show up and he fights the Pikes. Like, but yeah, that's pretty much you it. Could, you know, yeah. it's yeah. actually you could you're not it, wrong. It, it, I yeah. I literally before the episode made a summary of exactly what he does in the present, and you're pr- not far off from ex- you know summary. That's a great summary, and so we'll save yeah. that for the next for next week. But um, I you, totally to your point, like it's not a lot, and I wish we'd gotten yeah. more of that. Yeah, and I'll say I think the finale suffers because the show didn't do a great job of setting up the stakes and setting up the conflicts and giving it weight. Yep. Um, and a, another example of that, and a, this is a little bit farther in, but as the pikes start to show up, how many pikes are up against, are they up against in this episode? And it's 
The answer is a, a lot, and it's never clear why they come in in small groups versus right. you know as a large wave. It's just there was a it felt very small. This kind of, yeah, yeah. It felt small, and I I think I was we talked about this a little bit last week. Like I was hoping this would be in the previous episode. Um, and that way it would set us up for the finale. And instead I'd say this, the opening minutes of this episode are really about setting up the stakes. It, we established the plan, which is sit in Mos Espa until the reinforcements come. Mm-hmm. And we established that uh, the three families have betrayed Boba Fett, which, yeah. I mean, I don't know if, is, do you guys think that's supposed to be a surprise? Like, <laughs> no, were you I surprised? Was, I, I saw I, that coming a mile away. It, yeah, it's expected. I mean, come on. It's to be expected. Yeah, I, the you're you're exactly right, Stephen. I think that's the while there's a lot of things I liked about this episode. The thing that frustrated me about it was that there wasn't a lot of the, the stakes weren't very high. It felt very mm-hmm. small scale, uh, where you just had Boa Fett. Um, you know, like, this episode wraps up everything it needs to wrap up. You know, like it. There's a big battle. The pi- you see the pikes, you see the rancor, you see Cad Bane. We'll go into all that stuff you know, in a little bit, but it, it kind of felt like it was checking off boxes, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, we need to have the, you know, this and that, but because, and maybe it's because of the way they set it up in the previous episodes, but it wasn't a big battle. You never really find out why the Pikes want to take Tatooine aside from the fact that they think it's a cheap, easy, safe way to run spice. Um, I was always wondering like, will we get more, we find out who's running the Pikes, you know, and who's, who's mm-hmm. behind this or, or, uh, more of Boba's motivations. Uh, and you don't really get any of that. And even the battles themselves, I thought the action sequences were much better in this uh, episode than they have been in, in previous episodes. But I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have a bit, I, a bit of a problem with that. Well, okay. Not, not, not much, somewhat better. We'll, okay. we'll get into all these, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. The, 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 the frustrating piece was that it was um, like, like you were starting to say, Stephen, it was always just against one or two people, right? And yeah, and it's and it's also if you think about it, even if it was a big battle within this one city, it's just Mos Espa, right? We're talking about a battle in theory for all of Tatooine, but this is just happening within one city. And yes, Tatooine is sparsely populated, but like mm-hmm. it's, it's just not... in Mos Espa. It's well, just the families I... that live around Mos Espa and the Pikes who are trying to invade it. Okay, but here, here's even... the go oh, I'll say real go fast, Tom. Uh, and I'll even say it. And this okay. is, we talked about this in the previous episodes. Uh, it's not just that it's a fight in Mos Espa. It's a fight on about three streets of Mos Espa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Three long, straight pathways. And there's there's some times where I found it really, really distracting. So, like, you know, Boba and Mando are taking, you know, taking cover outside the ruined, um, what is it, a bar? Whatever Sanctuary. it is. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're on a, cro- like, on a crossroad. And there's this... I mean, there's this ridiculous scene where Chrysanthemum, you know, who we have thought might have been killed or was, you know, overwhelmed, is coming back. And he comes down from like one block down and he's walking through like all of the bad guys. And I'm sitting there wondering, like, aren't, why is he coming down that road? Like, why yeah. are you walking through all of them? Right. And not, like, no, Chrysanthemum, you missed, you missed the turn. Go back one block, turn left. It'll be way easier. Mm hmm. And it just so many times in the episodes, like, oh, they're running down another long straight pathway with sandy mm-hmm. buildings. And I think this goes a little bit, William, to mm-hmm. your point of, you know, Tatooine is not the most interesting of uh, locales. 
uh, and it definitely overstayed its welcome. It was in desperate need of something to give it a little bit more visual uh, differentiation. I think this episode to really, mm-hmm. I don't know, make the city scale fight feel better. So my my question to the whole thing is, is we're talking about how everything takes place in Mos Espa. Has it ever been established what is the actual, let's say, the city government of the whole planet of Tatooine? Maybe that's why everything has taken place in Mos Espa. Maybe it's because that is the main transportation hub. Because remember, Cad Bane keeps saying every time, every time he shows up when he talks about it, just let us move the spice. You'll be left alone, which, you know, that's a double edged sword. There's a good possibility they will not be left alone. But it just seems like that is a main hub on the planet, and that's why everything's taking place there. Maybe that's a way for the Pikes to establish themselves to to have yeah. more, you know, more of their network going out to different parts of, you know, go to Mos Espa, Mos Esley, everybody else. So I, I just, yeah, I, I I also agree. I think for me, the battle of them going against the droids toward the end where they're at that wall, that to me got very fatiguing because it's just everybody behind a wall shooting. There's no action going Look, on. Look, Tatooine walls are incredibly strong, Tom. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, no, I don't understand. I, I they're blaster grade. I mean, there's just there's <laughs> no getting through them. Yeah. Well, I did your... a friend of mine today. It's like you, you take a look at how many potholes ended up on that wall with the amount of fire that it was taking. Oh, yeah. You're looking at it's just going, how did it? Wait a minute. You got to be kidding me. Anyway, so I'm sorry, <laughs> Steve. Uh, William, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to agree with you, though, and say, like, you know, um, I think you 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 have a good point there where I, I've always kind of assumed Mas Espa is the slightly more uh, affluent city. Uh, on Tatooine, whereas, uh, you know, Mas Espa is a little more um, uh, that, you know, hive of scum and villainy, as, as Obi-Wan calls it. And then you've got right. the smaller cities like Mos Pelgo, basically just a street or Anchorhead, just like a little building in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and other, and there may be other cities as well. And, you know, it's not like a, a huge planet. Right. But it still felt very small. If, if it's so sparsely populated, this, the Pikes could just you know, run the spice without ever going through Moss Eisley. It's not like you have Jabba the Hutt there where I always assume Jabba, like the, the mayor I think is more the ceremonial mayor of the town. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jabba really ran things and the mayor reported to Jabba and right. Jabba's palace is, you know, outside of Moss Eisley, uh, sorry, Moss Espa, but it's, um, you know, he was the one who kind of had that iron grip on the planet in many ways. And in this, in this series, it just makes it feel like he's not, really in control of the planet he's just kind of in control of the city and a couple of the families there uh and so i think that's where some of that smallness comes in and maybe that is why the pikes wanted to have the they needed to claim moss moss espa but i don't know so i'll say and this is i think maybe the final nail on this point um so we get the scene with the pikes and the mayor and the family Mm-hmm. And I think this is the first time we've get real confirmation. Like we haven't seen the mayor since Boba encountered him, I think in episode two, if mm-hmm. that sounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're close it, enough. It felt like this was meant to be like, it felt so close to having um, kind of like a court intrigue where Boba's navigating the criminal and I guess not just criminal, but like the, the Tatooine, gov- uh, you know, intricacies of alliances and who's on whose side. Um, and like, oh, we now know for sure that the mayor was betrayed them. The families have betrayed him and so on. And it just felt 
it they all fell flat to me. Like we didn't spend enough time, I think, with Boba working and learning who all these characters are and what their motivations are mm -hmm. to make that moment of like, ah, these are his enemies gathered in one place. It just was. We, we all kind of knew they were already evil and they were right. already bad, and so it was like, right. okay, well, they're 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 talking and they're they're you know they're like, oh yeah, the you know free town won't cause a problem, and they're just chatting and they don't do a whole lot. I guess the most interesting thing in that whole scene is that we, is that the mayor reveals that he didn't want open warfare in, in Masas, but he didn't want, right. like he didn't like the bombing on the sanctuary and, um, and that like, it's not, it's not part of, not what he signed up for. Um, right. And that kind of tries to show that maybe he's, he's trying to side with the pikes while also still caring about his city. Um, but other than that, yeah, it felt just like, okay, these guys are, of course, they're all allied mm. against Boba Fett. And it's mm. very and short, and they all die. With Fennec, yeah. Fennec is gone for most of the battle and just kills them all in like a 30-second scene. And probably the best scene of the episode. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it was a great scene, but <laughs> the mayor, sorry, it's almost anticlimactic, though, because like yeah. they just die. And there's yeah. you don't find yeah. out what, their rest of the, what the rest of their motivations so, are. And before they die, the Pike boss is actually like, we're going to leave. And then and then yeah. Fennec Shan comes in and kills him. Like they're yeah. already planning on leaving at that point. Yeah, I mean that's it. The, the other ahead, thing we find out in that sequence, which again feels like it's supposed to be some big revelation, is that ah, yeah. it was the Pikes that killed the Tuscans. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I oh, no duh. shocked and awed and <laughs> oh, I like. Even though I didn't re like, I didn't see that coming. My responses uh, resound like, oh, of course. Like right. that was it. Cool. Also, yeah, got it. Cad Bane saying he didn't think the Pike Syndicate was so ruthless. What Pike Syndicate has he been dealing with? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, well, uh, it's it's the same as like Cad Bane making a remark about how Boba worked for the Empire. Yeah, um, which I kind of took as like, does that mean Cad Bane didn't? And is like, are are you trying to tell me Cad Bane is some like noble? bounty hunter because that doesn't <laughs> right. fly really either like oh, well you, I, you gotta look at it from the point of view of he's trying to convince people not to side with boba fett so he's gonna throw anything and everything in the kitchen sink at boba fett to make people realize that he's not as a clean guy that people think he is he does have dirt on his hands not as much as bane but he's got dirt on his hands i did cad bane steals every single scene okay. he's in in Hang this on. episode Hang on. I, 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 you're going to go there. I'm going to go there. <laughs> no, I, I, I have to, I have to William, because after I watched that episode, I saw a clip from the clone wars episode of Obi-Wan when he went undercover and he mm. had to work with Cad Bane. Yeah. With the box. Yeah. Yes. And you guys remember when they were on the, it was supposed to have been Lando's ship that they brought into clone wars because they were trying to escape and it was Anakin and Ahsoka that were chasing them. The fight that was happening between Anakin and Cad Bane was the fight I was looking forward to seeing between Boba Fett and Cad Bane. I wanted a knockdown brutal fight. I got part of it. I didn't get enough of it. I didn't get Cad Bane with so, his jet boots. Okay. So we didn't get the jet boots. My other big complaint with the Cad Bane Boba showdown is I wish they hadn't started off with another Western standoff. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. It, we, you just ended the previous episode with 
establishing that Cad Bane is a fast shot and that yeah. he is, uh, you know, shoots Cobb Vanth and so on. Um, like, but it's, but it's almost it a shot. It's a shot for shot, like, like yes, you establish that Cad Bane is a fast shooter. That's yeah. good. Let's find a different situation to do that. Even like the where Cad Bane shows up at the very beginning, mm-hmm. that would have been better. But having what you know, their big encounter later on in the episode and their big fight start with you know the exact same thing. You know, two two gunners sit on either end of a street, staring each other down while they each prepare to grab for their blaster. Mm-hmm. Just it undercuts a lot of the effect when yes. we we just saw it. I mean, it is and, cool, and it, but it, it is cool. It, I just it. it yeah, and I really enjoyed the scene. I think as a as a character, Cad Bane steals every single scene. Oh, he's and, in. and wait, wait, yeah. okay. But you're okay, right. I, I think uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, please, please, please don't take my my constructive criticism in a wrong way when it comes to the character Cad Bane. I I I totally love how they were able to bring him in to live action, and I love how they made this work. But with the history that was between the two characters. And what I would have loved to have seen, and I know she was taken out of it, I would love to see Finn at Chan take her yeah. take a shot at him as mm-hmm. well, well, because there's that history there as well. Right, we talked and about that last other... week, and we what they, we talk, how how there's a bit of, a bit of uh, history between Cad Bane oh, yeah, and yeah, Chan, yeah, yeah. and we didn't get any of that in this episode. No, and and that's that that gets back to again the fight scene we saw within Bad Batch between Finnick Chan and and Cad Bane. That that to me. It felt like, let's say, both of those episodes I was talking about, the one from Clone Wars and this one, let's say both of those were 100%. The, the action was 100%. This one with Boba Fett felt like it was 80% of that. There was lacking something out of it. The The best thing that came out of a lot of these fight scenes with, I'm going to go back a bit when it came to Boba Fett, we got to see him use the missiles from his knees. We got to see you know, Mando use the, 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 the whistlers from his, his wrist. We got to see Boba Fett use all his tricks mm. in a fight scene earlier. Okay, maybe he didn't reload everything by the time he got to Cad Bane, but still, there was a fight. This one was kind of lacking compared to what we saw before. Yeah, I guess you know, I guess I, I, I that didn't bother me as much. Like I, I would have liked to see that kind of stuff. Um, I don't disagree, and I think you know his rocket boots are awesome and everything, but. And, and yes, we did just see that last week with with um, uh, Cobb Vanth, and so it's kind of a repeat. And actually, in in the Mandalorian season two, you know, the battle between uh, with Ahsoka uh, uh, and um, oh shoot, what's the name of the uh, the 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 woman who's running the the town? Oh, um, oh. anyway. I, I okay. but you know that was also a very similar type of thing, more of a samurai, very one and you know very quick and over uh, Obi Wan and Maul, and so it's 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 cool. But I you know I, yeah, some variety would have been nice. That said, so, like, I sorry, Stephen. No, go ahead. I'll let you finish. I think you're gonna say the same thing. That that said, like I I did like the how it gave an more of an opportunity for the two to talk, you know, and you had that because in Corey Burton just. He's so good as Cad Bane. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. And, you know, you get like all of the the great lines, like you know, you should have never left Marshall Vance without his armor, or, or you know, you're going soft in your old age. Um, and, well, and how he tries callback? to use the Tuscans to lure them out, you know, to, to right. lure him out and get get Boba Fett mad, and like Fennec Shand for once actually tells him like, be patient, you know, don't go right. after him. Um, well, what, and, about, what about the callback? What about the callback to the? Um, 
the the legends uh, the episode that was not finished yeah that that's that's exactly what i was gonna say next like we're yes. you know yeah we we get those that he lose to the history with boba right hey i've known you a long time and even he says you know i can't figure out what your angle is mm-hmm. uh you know or uh, you know, don't toy with me. I'm I'm not a little, you know, uh, you know Bob was like, I'm not a little boy any older and you're an old man. You know, it's like I really liked all those little uh, uh, references back to their past or like, you know, consider this your final lesson, you know, how he's teaching him all the time. Um, so I really liked all of that uh, stuff. All great things that would have been amazing to have in four episodes, four and five or sorry. Five yes. And yes. Seven, and that's the time. thing. I wish yes. I wish he'd. I wish he'd have been in this longer, right? This shows Cad Bane is an amazing shot. He still at sixty eight took out Boba Fett. Boba Fett was on the ground. He was, you know, thankfully he had his armor on; otherwise, he would have died. Mm. Uh, and it's only because Cad Bane took the time to gloat that Boba isn't dead That's right now. Rookie mistake, right there. Yeah, had, had to monologue. <laughs> yeah, had to monologue. Every villain's but- greatest mistake. <laughs> But I'll say I loved as well, and this is, again, we talked about this last week. I was waiting this entire season for an episode, or sorry, uh, a fight where we get to see Boba with the kind of brutality we saw him with in season two of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, it's one of the first things I did after this episode was over. So I went and watched those sequences again, be like, am I, did I misremember how good those were? And the answer is no, they're still amazing. Yes. And this was the one scene that came close where he gets the gaffy stick and he just goes. Yeah. yeah. And it was... That it was very very well done. I have yeah. to say though, the, the the biggest disappointment. I love Cad Bane so much. He's one of my favorite Clone Wars characters, and seeing him die just oh, is he okay now? Now wait, it wait, hurt. Wait, now on. he may okay. he may not be dead. Yeah, because because there but, there was you know and and everybody knows the internet is true, but I had to go back and watch this on Cad Bane's chest. There was a little mm-hmm. flashy thing in me bobber that kept going off. So do you think that's calling in his droid, which I keep forgetting his name, but I know it's voiced by Seth Green. There you go, Toto. But um, do you think it's basically calling Toto? And now we're going to end up having not only um, – I'm not going to get that far yet because that's the that's the chaser scene. But do you think we're going to get a um, uh, leveled up Cad Bane next? I, I, I hope, hope we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, I I love so, Cad Bane. I was I, 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 I when he was dying, I was like, I wish Boba Fett had died instead. <laughs> okay, but I I I I'm I'm to the point to where it's like, I really hate to say this, I love Cad Bane, but it, there's some cases in which you gotta let a character yeah. go. He got defeated. He if they keep coming back, then in reality, how much of a threat? can that character be to always come back? I mean, you've, you've got to, at some point defeat it. So because I, I agree with you, Tom, but I disagree. No. And, and you know and what? It, so I go ahead. I have a number of people like uh, my brother-in-law and my wife um, who haven't watched Clone Wars. Like right. I'd say the majority of people who are yep. probably watching the book of Boba Fett. Yep. And Everyone I've talked to loved Cad Bane. He was scary. The the voice, as we've talked about, is amazing. Like he was a just a very interesting character. Yes. And uh, you, we can encourage them to go and you know, oh, if you want more Cad Bane, go check out you know the Clone Wars from two thousand eight. 
Right. Uh, but that's not really going to be a solution for most people. So this is a case where I think, you know what, there's some room to explore this character or re-explore this character is maybe the way to think about it mm-hmm. in live action. Because, you know, I'm, we talked about it here. Like, he is an amazing part of this episode. Probably one of the best parts. And I think, uh, yes, every villain has a place where they should be done, but they should also know when they've got a good character and when they can do more. And And I don't want to backtrack because as i was saying what i was saying before there was that part of me it's like you you love this character so much you also look at where there's probably so much more they could do with him not just here yeah that would give him let's say more of if it were to happen again a better send-off because at that point if they bring him back just let him be just that little bit more brutal okay just i don't know i mean it 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 is he is an absolutely great character. And Stephen, you also alluded to that if you want to see more of him go to animation, there's probably a lot of people out there who won't go that far because they're attached to him now. And why go back into yep. animation and see where he's at? I want to see this and, Cad Bane, just like when it comes to Rosario Dawson be, uh, being Ahsoka. And I'll say, I, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit more, I'm sure. Um, I actually thought it was going to be Cad Bane in the back to tank in the post credit yes. kind of teaser. That, it, that never it, came to I mind. I think it's I think it's within Boba's characters. We see him in this episode of look like he's not Cad Bane isn't his enemy. He's not angry at Cad Bane. He's angry at the Pikes and what they're doing. Cad Bane's right. just, and, it's just a job. Boba yeah, knows exactly. this. He's used to this. Yeah. And I, I could absolutely see them wanting to revisit uh, you know, Cad Bane. And yeah. maybe instead what we'll see is it's not going to be about, uh, you know, Boba Fett versus Cad Bane. Maybe this is going to be, you know, there's now another uh, partially robotic uh, sheriff in town who's probably got an issue with Cad Bane. So if we ever get, uh, I don't know, what would it be, a Cobb Vanth Western maybe or X-Double Western? I don't know. I don't know if I want to do another Tatooine show. Yeah, but you well, I'm, I'm like, done with Tatooine shows. I love yeah, Tatooine, I, but I'm a little I, done with Tatooine shows but, after Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, after I need, Kenobi, I think I need I, Cobb I, Vanth to go to a different town and be a sheriff on a different planet. But now he and Cad Bane have some history, and like they would do very well as kind of opposing antagonists or yeah. you know reluctant allies, or you know, I, there's potential there. I wouldn't mm-hmm. count Cad Bane out yet, at least. I hope not. I am glad that Cal- Cobb Vanth survived and. I am curious to see what the modifier is going to do to him. Um, Cause he's there. Like it's not, he's not just back to like the, the modifier is there sitting over him with his tool. So they're, they're clearly going to change him in some way. Um, but I really like Hobb Van. So I'm glad he's alive, but yeah, I, I pray, I pray Cad Bane's still alive. I, there's much more to do with him. <laughs> well, I, I think I, I, like I said, I think we might see if that's the case. If he is still alive, they're going to have to introduce Toto. Oh yeah, that would be the that would be the only way because because like we like you guys said, the one you would have expected in that back to tank would have been Cad Bane, and it would have been the modifier. But no, we didn't get that. So somebody else has got to come and save him. And the logical choice would be his droid Toto. Well, in the book of Toto, we're going to see a flashback where he goes and rescues <laughs> Cad Bane. So uh, mm-hmm. it'll be about halfway through the season <laughs> now, look you're William you're, you're misrepresenting it so we're gonna get the book of Cad Bane 
and uh, it's going to tell the story of how he survives, you know, some flashbacks. He'll have a, a amazing scene where he discovers the culture of Mos Espa and the people there and how much he loves it there. And then in the back half of the book of Cad Bane, we are going to get a like effectively the last three episodes of the Boba Fett show. And Boba <laughs> Fett is going to show up and he will be the main character basically from that point on. Uh, and we'll just, you know, the cycle continues. <laughs> oh, gosh. God. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, but yeah. No, Cad Bane is amazing. I'm so glad he's he was in this show, even for, you know, just a, a few scenes. He he is the villain the show needs. I wish he was in it for longer. But, yeah. you know, and I wish we understood a little more of the what the Pikes were trying to go for. But. And their motivations, but at least we got Cad Bane, and he alone makes that. So, well, we also we also got the return of somebody else in this episode. Which were you guys surprised when the X Wing came in? The actual passenger in the X Wing. Surprise, no. Disappointed, yes. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> really? Oh, Sorry. Gosh. Was I not supposed to go there yet? Sorry. Uh, Continue, I, Williams. Please, that's where tell I us. To go. I mean, that's that's honestly where I wanted to go, because I think I think we basically, you know, beat Cad Bane. To, oh, I'm sorry. He's already dead. <laughs> oh. But I, sorry. I think it's time to move on. So I, I think I think going to the X-Wing would have been... Anyway. I guess, like Steven, well, only partially like Steven... Uh, I was not at all surprised. I, I, part of me thought maybe they would save that for the Mandalorian. Um, Mm -hmm. but deep down I had a feeling that they would, they would actually reunite Din Djarin and Grogu in this episode. And sure enough, they did. And Mm -hmm. it was awesome to see R2 piloting the X-Wing in. Um, and it was also mentioned flat out by, uh, God, I keep forgetting her name. Oh, why do I keep forgetting Pelimoto? her name? Pelimoto flat out told her droids, of course, you know, of course the R2 droid or about the navigator droid yeah. can actually fly an X-Wing because when you see this little Grogu, which that was also a very good crack and I'm not going to go there just yet. When you see Grogu sitting in that X-Wing, you knew his feet could not hit the pedals. <laughs> There's not, no way he was going to fly it. No, but yeah. like you, Tom, I loved... I loved that she said like, whoa, Grogu, whoa, that's a terrible name. Sorry about that, pal. No way I'm calling you that. My my wife heard that. She was like, yeah, because she hates the name Grogu, but she loves calling him, you know, Baby Yoda. And uh, and so she was like, yes, I agree. That's Pelly's got it. (laughs) I thought I thought that was actually that was quite funny. That Uh, that really was. But he's back. I mean, he wasn't. He was in. He's in the episode a decent amount. He appears right after the credit after the intro, and then disappears for a little bit until he's reunited later mid battle with the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But Steven, you, you weren't as happy. I know you were hoping for uh, him to man not be reunited, right? <sighs> okay. Is this, sorry, just to be clear, this is my, my soapbox opportunity. Yes. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so I, Oh man, where do I even start? Hey, I don't, so I don't think he adds much in this episode. Um, other than to say, Hey, Grogu was there. Um, which, you know, he was there. Cool. Uh, I'm imagine if you will, God, there's so many places that actually for my soapbox to go, but imagine if you skipped (laughs) book of Boba Fett, totally understandable. Cause maybe Mandalorian is where you're most invested at the moment. Mm -hmm. And 
season two has this emotional moment where we complete kind of the uh, Din Djarin's and Grogu's kind of story arc. They right. separate for the good of, you know, Grogu so he can become a Jedi, etc. And then season three is going to kick off and we're right back to the status quo. And it's it confusing. Re- it's yeah. confusing. And I 100% it- agree with you there. And I mean, I talked about it, you know, last time as well. I don't, I feel like Grogu's story arc is, was closed and I don't know what else you can do with him with the Mandalorian other than for him to be there. And so if I'm going to put a stake in the ground right now, I would guess that he Grogu was back not because they had a huge plan for him from a story perspective, but because they don't think the show will succeed without the baby Yoda fix as part mm-hmm. of it. And I'm worried that if you come like when we when we inevitably get season three of The Mandalorian, I want like one of the things I will be watching for and curious about will be did Grogu add anything to this episode? Or is he literally there as a cuteness factor? And I suspect there's not going to be a lot of story for him in the coming season beyond is he there for the cuteness factor? Similar to how he acts in this episode, which is, you know, we get our crazy scenes of like, you know, Pelimoto with her, uh, I was going to say wheelchair, that's not right. Um, like the droid carrying uh, carriage, that's the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Grogu, rickshaw, kind of like the, yeah, rickshaw, the, the rickshaw with there you you know, Grogu flying around in the backseat or falling out of it. He doesn't actually add anything to the episode beyond just kind of being there. Well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to fight one thing about it. He did at the one cuteness factor. He was able to stare down a rancor, calm that rancor God. down, put him to sleep and then take a nap. But that is just the cuteness factor that, <laughs> that I still argue that scene would have made been so much better if it was Boba Fett calming the Rancor down, reaffirming his bond with the Rancor that yeah. he rode into battle. No, that's versus, true. You're not yeah. wrong. Yeah. I, yeah, I, no, no, bro, no, I agree with you. Nap. You're not wrong. Yeah. It was a, I loved seeing them back together and it was a very touching moment when they were finally reunited. Um, and as a, is a fan of the two of them, it was, that was nice to see, mm-hmm. but I, I like you like you mentioned, Stephen. I wish that it happened in the Mandalorian rather than in this mm-hmm. show. Like I love the mm-hmm. moment, and I do think that they will be together. And and you know, like the there is some interesting things, places they could take Grogu's story. Like what if he, you know, he becomes kind of a a, a Mandalorian, right? And and if we see Din Djarin go and and uh, uh, maybe he goes back to Mandalore, reunites, you know, all the Mandalorians. Maybe he becomes, you know, the Mandalore. Um, uh, and, um, and then, you know, maybe Grogu becomes like that next generation Mandalorian Jedi, uh, like, you know, the, like, mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, it was, no, not Paz Vizsla, the other, the Vizsla Jedi uh, who was, um, uh, 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 who, who crafted the dark saber. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And maybe, yep. maybe he takes the dark saber eventually. Like, that could be a really cool storyline where you have this half Jedi, half Mandalorian Yoda character, right? That could be cool. Mm. I, I would love to see that, but you need a character that can actually talk and, yes. and maybe interact. they'll start to grow him up, you know, over the next, okay. but I think okay. it's going to be hard to, uh, yes, I, and, I think and this, you're, it's possible. We might see it, but what, it, like, how, Honestly, looking at from a very high level, what is the lasting impact on the, if you want to call it like the Star Wars television universe of the Book of Boba Fett? 
Because from where I'm sitting, the biggest thing that this show did over its seven episodes is it found, or it's not even found a way. It took the time to explain why Grogu is back with Din Djarin. Yeah. That's kind yes. of the big yep. takeaway. Which yes. is weird and in a show about Boba Fett. <laughs> but yes. Right. <laughs> It, it would have been, I would argue, it would have been a weird choice even if this were in The Mandalorian based on everything we just talked about. And it's even weirder when it's in the book of Boba Fett. Right. It just, it feels so out of place and so contrary to where it felt like they were trying to take the story that it it pulls me out a little bit. Yeah. I Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it, I feel like it's definitely weird in this, in this mm-hmm. show. Um, but... I don't know, I guess now that they went there, you know, I, 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 uh, I guess I can, we can critique the season direction of the season, but, uh, you know, I, I did, I at least enjoy his inclusion in the, in the episode and, and seeing, you know, them reunited (laughs) and also Mm -hmm. seeing Pelly lose a tooth. Oh my gosh. When they all go flying. Yeah. Um, yeah, but well, it, it also, it also kind of set up that little bit of the, let's say the comic relief of what was going on right. because with, with Pelimoto and then also the, the one character that we keep forgetting is the major domo. I mean, I, I just, that character sometimes still bothers me, but no, now so go ahead, go ahead. It, it cro- Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Tom. I no, just no, want to no, say, so ahead. we talked about this, I think it was last episode where you talked about him bothering you. And I said, you know what? He doesn't bother me. He's comedic relief. And I feel like it generally works. Right. There is one moment in this episode where I was like that. OK, nope. Tom was right. Um, <laughs> OK, which is where, where was when, it? Go ahead. So they're running. They're all running away. I think it's when they're running from one of the droids and the major domo is hiding and he is perfectly safe where he is. Mm-hmm. And Pelimoto finds him. And then they go. They both go running off after the big, scary droid that's killing everybody. And it was just like, what? Why are you doing that? You're you're the comedic relief character and this like it's not even that you're a comedic relief character it's that you you shouldn't be doing this <laughs> like you're you you had your funny moment where you read off boba fett's demands your your role in this episode is now done until the very end yeah you do not need to show back up and run rush into battle for some reason yeah. that doesn't make any sense i yeah. have to and- say though that that moment the negotiation was one of the funnier moments i thought he's had because sometimes it feels a little forced for 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 the major domo but you know in this case when he he's like offering oh i'm like trained in negotiations and i'll go negotiate for you and then you know boba fett writes down his his terms he doesn't even think to read it and just runs outside and reads it pretty amazing it's hilarious when he realizes oh shoot and this is and this is where this is where i will agree with both of you I think when it comes to that character, that was probably his finest hour hmm. of the series. I'm sorry, finest five minutes yeah. of this series. But for, for for a guy like me, who is a bit of a history buff for World War II, the one thing I would have loved to have heard was when he sat there and, and the guy, Major Jomos, was like, huh, I would love to have basically hear Boba Fett come back to the Pikes and say, my response to you is nuts. And just leave it at that. Just one word. Just nuts. And those of you who know World <laughs> War II, that's what the general at Baston basically told when he was surrounded. His response was nuts. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I would have gotten a big kick out of that. The other thing I would have appreciated, and I, I, 
appreciated it from a like a sarcastic point of view, but also like it actually might have helped. Is I would have loved if the Pikes had like executed him or shot him on the spot. Right. Well, I mean, or at least his feet, or at least at not, his feet to make him dance. I mean, it, no, it, no, no, not at me. Not like at least wound him. Yeah, it okay, would have gone a long way towards yeah. making the, the Pikes, Pikes more, a little bit more yes. threatening. Well, yep. these were they, they weren't even like these were just nameless, faceless pikes. They weren't even, you know, yep. the the pike boss who was also nameless. But, um, you know, he he's just it's just some random pikes out there. And yep. honestly, I'm kind of surprised that Boba did that. Like, I know the major domo's been annoying at times, but for all of Boba Fett's, oh, I want to be a different person. I want to be new. I want to be respected. He basically signed the Major Domo's death warrant by sending him out there with a set of terms that but, were, you know. But also realize that almost played into what Cad Bane was saying. Because remember, Cad Bane was trying to sell Boba Fett off as being bloodthirsty, blah, 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 blah. And sending the Major Domo out there to do that. In a way, Cad Bane was kind of you know, correct. And oh, he was showing the yes. people, I'm correct. Yes, exactly. And I think that's, you know, for all Boba Fett's, oh, I'm trying to be a better person, he kind of put the Major Domo in a really dangerous spot. But, you know, the way the Major Domo is, he 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 took it with such a blum, yeah. or whatever you want to say it, and he lived. Yep, he did. But the mayor didn't. Oh, the mayor didn't. Also interesting how uh, Mando, uh, Boba gives... Din Djarin an opportunity to leave and he yes. doesn't take it and he says he's still committed to the Mandalorian Creed even though you know he's no longer a Mandalorian which is really uh, uh, I, nice to see I did like that sequence and I also yeah. appreciated Boba's response of you know a little bit of you know not not my creed but I respect you know that that's how you're approaching it yeah um, I thought it worked very well Exactly. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So I guess that, that leads into the big battle. And we, we talked a bit about how there was all the crime families, of course, surprise, surprise, turned on everyone. Uh, and, you know, immediately, like, the mods are pinned down and the Trandoshans attack Kersantan. And, oh, boy, he took a lot of damage. I don't know. I, mean, I know he's a Wookiee. I don't know how he's still standing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he, he took that many shots. Mm -hmm. It was to the back. The well, legs, he used shoulders. It's very clear. So first of all, the Trandoshans who are carrying, you know, the the knives, they don't stab him with the knives. They cover him with their bodies like they're playing football. It was part of the uh, Mandal or, I was gonna say the Book of Boba Fett kind of Super Bowl combination. <laughs> um, I also, but yeah, I did. I loved how, and this is again, it, one of the reasons I feel like the battle fell flat. So Kersantan takes all these shots. He's limping. He's barely able to stand. He's on the ground and is getting care. Don't worry. We're going to get you to a back to tank. And then a scene later, he is up and running with all the uh, men yeah. and women of Freetown. Yeah. And it's just like that. Really? That yeah. was, I guess you recovered quickly. Congratulations. He's a Wookiee. He's got super strength. Hey, eh, I don't yeah. know. And, and I think. But it was. <sighs> sorry, Matt. No, I was going to say, I, I agree. I don't think it made a lot of sense. And. I know that 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 whole sequence at the beginning. Once the battle got started, I, I liked it a lot better. But the Fenix line, she's not really she's not in the battle hardly at all. But when she's like her her line to, with the mods, you know, manners, I like it. Was not my favorite writing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I still I still had a problem with the battle door. I think I think looking at it, there's a bunch of stuff they could have trimmed down. 
Yeah. It seemed like it went on just a little too long. The droids no, that came Tom, in. Well, wait, the, you, you just don't understand ahead. battle strategy. So you're surrounded by your enemy. When your reinforcements arrive, the best thing to do is for you all to grew up, group up in a single place <laughs> yes. behind a single piece of cover yes. and stay there the whole time. Had and then the when Pites had a rocket launcher, up, they will all would have died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it and was then after... so frustrating to watch. Like, no, what? You, you're you literally coming from behind <laughs> yes. them. Why are yeah. you driving through them and then going all standing in one place? Like... Yeah. Do you know how? Do you know how firing works? Like they you're should have yeah, them and stayed behind them, and yeah. there was no tactics. There was no split a squad. No, this way, no, there were there way. were tactics. They, we later on the mod goes up on the roof to snipe uh, from about well, the mod. The mod and the other girl. Higher. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like that's tactics. To, like, to be fair, the higher. mods are teenagers, okay. and the people of Freetown are a bunch of citizens and the bar- led by the bartender. Cobb Vant but, isn't actually there to help uh, them. I mean, you know, who knows you know, how much William, combat experience are they have? <laughs> probably the best justification of the strategy of this fight. It's a bunch of moisture Although farmers I... led by a bartender. <laughs> You're not going to get them anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but it seemed like yeah, the, the people fair, of Freetown. Fair. They actually had some experience. I mean, they did. They, yeah. yeah, they do have some kind of militia that that you know basically patrols and keeps them safe. But I just there is one shot that bothered me with one of the mods, and it was with Chrysanthemum and the other girl, uh, and with the girl where he sat there. He lets go of Chrysanthemum's arm and does this spin for no reason, and then starts firing. Now, Tom. It looked cool. He looked cool, so he did the spin. Okay, but that's, here's my that's other the thing. Reason. But but here's my other thing. You've got this eyepiece. You've got a blaster. Don't you think if you're a little bit modded, you'd be able to aim better and be more of a sniper than just sit there and do a spin shoot? And I think he missed. No, Tom, you are 100 percent correct. And that entire sequence was. The battle was already pretty ridiculous and having like additional moments like that, mm. or there's a couple of moments where like the, the big droids come in, which were really cool. And then yeah. watching like the Mando run around the base, like they're, you know, hiding behind it um, and kind of watching it try and like track him in circles. Oh. was like, oh, is this really oh. <laughs> the best we've got for this? Okay. I, well, wait yeah. a minute. Wait, I, I'm going to, I'm going to defend that because I thought at one point, when he was trying to get the one droid, I think he was on one droid. He jumped to the other one, and you saw that droid in the distance start turning toward him. I thought he was going to have both droids fire yeah. on each other. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, because yeah. there were no way they were getting through those shields, which that... was very funny. Which is very funny because we all remember back in the Clone Wars, if you go slow enough, you'll be able to get under those shields. You can't just force your way through it because right. even Jajaran figured that out when it came to the Darksaber. Because of the force he was putting on the shields, he's not going to get through. Right. I, I have to say, I loved seeing these this, the Scorpionek droids. The, I thought they were great. They're cool. And they look – they're basically yep. giant droidicas or destroyed droids from the Phantom Menace. Yep. And they're like 30 foot tall – you know, Droidicas. And I'm like, oh, this is this is really cool. I like I like this evolution of the uh, of the Droidica. You know, and they still got their shields and everything. They took a heck of a lot of damage. I was surprised by just how much damage they can take. And I don't know where the pikes were during, you know, most of that Scorpionek attack where they were just like they all retreated and uh, just let that, the Scorpionex go. 
Uh, that's how most of the fight went. It's like, ah, they're all, all of our enemies are in one place. Let's send like five people at a time. Yeah. Then yeah. send another five. Exactly. Then another five. Now we'll send the droids, but only the droids. Yeah. Yeah. Those there kind was, of things uh, were a little annoying. I guess the thing I appreciated was at least the battle seemed a lot more. Um, there seemed to be more weight behind it. There was like the attacks actually landed better. Uh, the gadgets were really cool. Uh, and there, and like, yep. I thought the actions felt faster versus earlier in the, in the season, there were times where like Boba would move and it just felt like he was almost like going, you know, swimming in water or something. It was just very slow mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. tell, you know, he was signaling his movements long before he did them. Um, you know, this one I so, actually appreciated with the jetpack. There was some awesome like jetpack dashes to the side. That was um, cool. And all yeah. their Mandalorian so, gadgets. I'll, I appreciated that. I'll say if, if you were listening to this and were disappointed by uh, the kind of fight sequences and not just this season or this episode, but the season as a whole, mm-hmm. it is worth going on YouTube and watching or just rewatching the episodes as a whole where Boba Fett and Mando fight in season and Fennec Chan fight so in good. season two of the Mandalorian. Yes. It so is. Good. It really is night and day mm-hmm. with how it's shot, how the, the uh, brutality of it, the motion of it. Um, the choreography of all of it is significantly better in previous episodes. Yeah. And and which I, I find very surprising because Robert Rodriguez directed that episode with Boba Fett and mm-hmm. he directed this one. Yeah, I, I don't it's, understand it. It doesn't make sense. I do think this one was better than the previous episodes in the series. Um, the Mandalorian ones aside, right? But the, the Boba Fett fight sequences, yes. this one was the best of the season. Yes, I agree. But that's just a low bar. <laughs> exactly. It is not nearly as good as the Mandalorian. Uh, right. The, the fight sequence there. That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think. And the uh, the the Rancor was cool to see. It kind of felt like, you know, a concept art where someone in the art department drew it like this would be awesome to see let's let's you know, shape the series around it to to make sure he can get a rancor so he can ride a rancor and <laughs> rampaging through the streets of moss Eisley like and connect star wars mm-hmm. um but uh it was, it was it was a cool visual i will say it was a cool visual i did have one problem and that was the king kong moment <laughs> yeah i i just everything about that was great you knew, and I've said this many, many, many times, if you call attention to something, you've got to use it. Boba Fett said he's going to ride this beast because he's ridden beasts 10 times bigger than this one. You knew he was going to ride it. We got to see it just when when the Rancor got out of control and it started doing the King Kong moment. You're like, oh, did they have to go there? I... I thought it was a very cool sequence, but it was another one of those cases where it felt a little bit overdone. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was, I, I th- maybe not even necessarily overdone, but it was the same kind of uh, fight sequences for every scene the Rancor was in. You know, the Rancor slashes, it beats it up, and then it, you know, repeats. Like it didn't have a lot of variation, and I. Something about the visual for Boba Fett on the back seemed just a little bit off to me, or maybe, maybe, I don't know. I wanted to see, like, the Rancor grab something and then have Boba Fett shoot it and then the Rancor throw it, or, you know, something a little bit more interactive beyond Boba Fett just kind of sitting on the back the whole time. Okay, so wait a minute. You didn't appreciate the Rancor grabbing a pike and eating him? I did. 
I just wanted Boba <laughs> okay. Fett to be involved in some of that a little bit more. Like, okay. I, imagine a, a, a part where the Rancor grabs a pike or you know, maybe the droid drags it close. Boba takes a shot at it with, you know, his blaster or his wrist rockets or, you know, something. And then the Rancor throws it away or eats it at that point. Um, I just think it would have added a little mm, bit more for Boba yeah. to be a little bit more interactive in the that sequence versus, like, there's just, again, it's one of those things. There's a lot of shots of him riding the back of the Rancor and kind of like... Mm. You know, like he's riding a horse, kind of like going back and forth or trying to stay on top, but he doesn't actually do anything with the Rancor beyond that. Yeah, and um, the, in the, the, to my surprise, the Rancor was actually not that strong, uh, at least compared to the Scorpionix, where right it it took a like a lot of work for the Rancor to take out those droids. Uh, I was I was expecting him to just kind of come in and decimate them, and that's not what happened. It was a hard fight, and well, I, it was it was kind of nice in some ways, right? It wasn't like it was just easy. But I think but it did drag on a still, little bit too long. Yeah, and wasn't the Rancor still technically considered young compared to the one that we saw in, uh, That's in Jedi? That's true. We don't really yeah. know how old it was. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you honestly, uh, uh, for Danny Tejo not to be in this episode, I'm bombed. I mean, come on. Just, just bring him in and let him get into the fight and let's see what he can do. I would love to have seen that. But anyway... Yeah. Well, I don't know. It was like ultimately the battle just kind of ends when Boba and Cad Bane duel and the Rancor is still kind of rampaging. We talked about how Grogu uh, uh, puts the, the Rancor to sleep. And I do agree. Like it would have been nice to see Boba do that and use that bond that they had. Um, But then it's kind of, you know, it's it's over pretty quickly, especially considering how long of a battle it was where, you know, Fennec Shan just takes out the, the leadership and all of the the heads of the crime families and they're all dead um and 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 that's kind of it uh the 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 end sequence i, I would love to get your thoughts on this cuz i I've, I've talked to a few people and there seems to be some very uh different opinions um you know at the very end of the episode uh, they're walking Boba Fett and Fennec Shand are walking through the streets of Mas Espa. And finally he gets the respect of the people They're They're bowing to him. And, um, and you know, it's the thing he, he wanted the whole time, which I get it. He saved their town. So, okay. They respect him, but he doesn't like it. He talks about how strange it is. And, and then he says a very interesting quote. He says, we're not suited for this. And Fennec asks, if not us, then who? And the camera pans over to the to Kersantan and the mods. To me, that sounds a lot like he's stepping down as Daimyo. It, how, how did you guys take that? Okay. I did uh, not take it that way at all. I didn't really? take it that way at all. Nope. I, why, why would, number one, why would Kersantan be... I don't understand why they would pick him, number one. Number two, I'd have a problem with the mods. Really would. <laughs> I didn't I didn't get that at all. Yeah, I mean I kind of read it as there's he just has more to do or he doesn't quite hasn't found quite the right fit yet. Perhaps, you know, all of Tatooine versus just part of Tatooine. Um but yeah, I I kind of took it as a sign of, you know his character development isn't supposed to be done yet. There's more for him to learn and do until it does feel like it fits. Um, 
But Interesting. I don't know. Part of that is also me react. Like, as you say, like, I guess I could kind of see it, but then it just makes me go even more of like, then what the, what was the point of this show? <laughs> yeah. That was, like, that was my yeah, feeling. That's true. When I saw that, I was like, wait, he doesn't even want to be Daimyo. And, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong here. I've heard kind of op- opinions on both sides of the fence. To me, that sounded a lot like he was giving this up. He kind of realized, you know what? I don't really want, I don't like this. I don't like how people are, I'm not suited for this life. And I'm just going to give it to the people of the town, baby. Uh, and, you know, in, in that case, I don't think Kersantan and the mods are the best fit for that. But who else you got at this point? Not the Major Domo. Um, well, what about the water guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not yeah. worth appeal. Um, yeah. So the, the, the slim pickings here <laughs> right now. Yeah, I, uh, and But if he, if he is done, right, because he wants to go and go off and do something else, then what was the point of this? Uh, that yeah, that's like, I, I, yeah so i kind of find I, myself divided because on the one hand i would love to get a, a different boba fett show um that is not what this one was but on the other hand my rea- initial reaction was also just like okay so I, that is what i would have liked but you've just made me i'm gonna use the word suffer but like you've just made me suffer through seven episodes of a show that to that struggled along the way and now you're telling me that there wasn't even any reason to do that. Like that, nah, yeah. different story. That just why, why? Right. Like so, why, yeah, why, that's... why become the daimyo? Why you could have done everything he did in the flashbacks. It was still super interesting. And then he decides mm-hmm. to go off and go on his own and do something else, which honestly, there wasn't a lot of that in the present anyway. And so I don't know. It's maybe I'm misreading that end scene, but it was a, it kind of left me it left a bad taste in my mouth, <laughs> at least yeah. the way I interpreted well, it. Maybe a bizarre thing was that, that may have been a throwaway line for a season two. Season two, the look for uh, let's look for a successor. So do I you, don't know. Do you think we'll get a season two? I don't know. I, I honestly, if we I, were to get a season two out of this, it would probably be Mandalorian three point five. I can't imagine what a season two yeah. would look like right now. They kind of I, wrapped I, everything up. Yeah. I would rather no, it, have something. William. With well, uh, there wasn't much to wrap up, but the- thank you. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. they didn't, yes. They wrapped everything up in the sense of like, oh, look, it's a piece. It's a fun size candy bar. Okay. <laughs> we a fun size candy bar. That was all there was. You, you thought you were going to get dinner, but enjoy your Snickers. Apparently I mean, we, we, we got to see how Boba Fett escaped the Sarlacc and, and kind of his journey to, to becoming a, you know, less of a, uh, a, a ruthless bounty hunter and more of a, um, you know, someone who cares about the people. Um, but yeah, they, and they kind of wrapped up the whole plot on uh, for the, you know, the Pikes trying to take over Tatooine. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we get it. I think Boba Fett will show up in the Mandalorian in the future and maybe in other star Wars shows. And that's kind of why I've wondered, maybe that's why he got, he stepped down as if he did step down as Daimyo, it's cause it's very vague. Maybe that's why he would. So he can show up in other shows more easily instead of having mm-hmm. the daimyo just leaving his people all the time. Well, do you think now no. the case is because let's jump to the teaser at the end, since Cobb Vanth is now under, you know, being modification, do you think he's going to leave the town in the care of Cobb Vanth? I mean, that would make sense. And I would love to see more of Cobb Vanth because Timothy Oliphant did an amazing job of portraying that character. Yep, but just not on Tatooine, please. Well, and, and maybe, maybe Cobb Vanth is the Daimyo. 
right? Because Boba looked at the mods. The mods were helping, uh, uh, helped Co- uh, Cobb Vanth uh, live. He's in the back to tank in Jabba's palace. Maybe he gets the position and Boba runs off and explores the galaxy again. I don't mm-hmm. know what he's going to do. Probably not be a bounty hunter, but I don't know. Run for mayor. Who knows? <laughs> the next season will be a political drama as Boba Fett runs for mayor against the major domo. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh God, please. No. Oh yeah. Um, I did. I did like how, you know, of course, as everyone expected, we got to see Grogu in the little bubble. Um, and you know, they went super fast and he loved it. Uh, and again, it kind of ends on that really because they ended on Grogu and the Mandalorian flying off. It really mm-hmm. made it feel like it was the Mandalorian show and Boba was just kind of there. I think it's very telling yeah. that that's the, the finale of this. It's is, not Boba it's, Fett. Yeah. It's not Boba Fett. It's I not agree. anything that Boba Fett did or was responsible for. It's just Grogu. Yeah. I don't know. It was, I guess I, we'll, we'll talk about this more in our season recap, I think, but I, I I was hoping for bigger stakes and, you know, a better understanding of like who, who was controlling the Pikes? Why do the Pikes want to be here? Uh, Maybe some sort of surprise or twist. And it, they kind of checked off the boxes. They had the fight, they had the rancor, they had Cad Bane, Cad Bane died. Um, Grogu reappeared. He was in the ship at the end. He's back with Mando. They kind of did everything they had to do considering the the questions they raised in the season. But that was about it. Yeah. And the, and yeah. the fact I mean, that Boba might be stepping down as Daimyo after really hardly spending any time and doing not doing much as Daimyo and not really understanding the motivations just kind of left a, a bad taste in my mouth, unfortunately. Because I really... I wanted to, to, to be excited about this last episode and it was just kind of, Oh, that's it. That's kind of how I felt. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's too bad. Well, time for ratings then. I guess, I'll, I guess I'll go first. Cause I feel like I just kind of summarized yeah, my think, thoughts there. Yeah, I guess, you know, I, that that's pretty much how I feel. Um, so I guess I'm going to give this a seven and a half womp rats. Um, it was the battle was fun, you know. I I liked seeing the Rancor. I loved Cad Bane. Um, he stole every scene he was in. I hope he survives. Um, you know the uh, uh, the 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 action sequences were interesting. You know the 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 X were cool to see. Um, we talked about some of the the struggles I think with this episode in a, in a number of cases. It just. I felt like it played it safe and very much did what it had to do. And so, yeah, I'm going to give it, um, seven, seven and a half Womp Rats out of, out of 10. Um, not bad, but not amazing. And, uh, these seven and a half Womp Rats are actually going to be named Daimyo by Boba Fett when he leaves Tatooine. Uh, so that's what they're up to. Hmm. I, I can go next. I, yeah, go next. I, 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 I go I, next. Mainly because I, I, I have a thing to do with my Womp Rats, and I need to make sure that I, you don't steal it, Tom. That's um, what, because I have no idea what I'm doing with mine, so go ahead. So, 
I mean, I think it's probably pretty clear from some of the comments I've already made. I came away very disappointed from in this episode. Um, and William, as you were you were kind of talking about the things you felt like the boxes they were checking and the things that they felt like they needed to do, I'll say, especially after they took like effectively episodes five and six off from the show, which is a weird thing to do. This episode for me needed to uh, establish the stakes, establish the plot, mm-hmm. establish the characters, mm-hmm. uh, give us some good action sequences and resolve it all. And I don't really feel like it delivered on any of those. There are a handful of scenes throughout the episode, I would say, where I was like, oh, that was enjoyable. Things like I liked Fennec Shan effectively being Batman. Um, the, sh- the scene where uh, Mando and Boba Fett are, you know, jetpacking in and doing their thing. I was like, oh, that was not as good as we got in The Mandalorian, but that was good. It was a decent shot. Um, some of the Rancor stuff was cool to see the, the first time. Um, but overall, I just, I think this is probably the most disappointed I've been in a Star Wars show in a long time. Mm-hmm. We, we were talking after and I, I made the joke of be like, I think I would have rather watched Resistance. Um, <laughs> like at least Resistance, and I, I say that kind of jokingly, but at least Resistance knew what it wanted to be. And I may not have liked it and I may have found it a little on the immature side, but I remember there being episodes where I was like actually kind of impressed that, you know, they managed to put a story together or, you know, do something interesting. And well, I will get to do this in greater detail when we talk about our season review. But I don't feel like the book, the book of Boba Fett ever found its purpose or uh, did what it needed to do, I think, be successful. And I think the finale, in my mind, was the epitome of, you know, this was its make or break moment. It could have salvaged it. I think there was a good idea in even the script of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think what we got was the best realization, the best thing it could have been. Um, so I'm gonna have to give it, I think I think I'm think i gonna do five out of 10. Um, it's almost certainly the weakest episode for wow. me in the season. Um, and some of it is that, you know, there are probably other episodes that were maybe also not as good, but this is the one where I, I needed it to deliver and make it feel like the show was worthwhile. And I, I just don't really feel like it did it. Um, but with my five Womp Rats, I will do the thing that uh, Robert Rodriguez would not and did not. And my five Womp Rats, you know, they they were just enjoying, you know, a, a day sunbathing on top of uh, one of the buildings in Mos Espa, you know, enjoying the, the noon heat, as it were. And they hear a cry from above them and they see two amazing Gamorrean guards plummeting and the the womp rats are they they act quickly and realize exactly what needs to be done and so our two favorite uh gamorian guards the true heroes of the book of boba fett were thankfully saved uh to you know appear another day in uh the book of the man the the book of the mandalorian guards the the book of the gamorian guards um coming soon to disney plus they were in in it about as much as boba right yeah (laughs) And, I mean, okay. yes, but their scenes were much better. <laughs> they were? Oh, okay, gosh. I'm sorry. But they were basically, didn't even put up a fight. Tom, it's a joke. A it's a joke. <laughs> I know. I mean, okay, it's the same sort of thing where, like, the editing, like, why? okay, you're being surrounded slowly. Why not, do you, why not back up in a direction that's not a cliff? Okay, and on top of that, your Gamorrean guards, why didn't you rush forward? Anyway, I'm sorry. I just, anyway, okay. Anyway, Tom, your turn. Yeah, I got, I got to get on to my rating because... Uh, look, 
I think for me, when it comes to this episode, when I first watched it the first time, I was like, oh my God, this is great. Oh my God. Oh my God. Then you go back and watch it the second time. You're like, I hate to say it. It didn't live up to the first time you were watching it. And for an episode to be really good, it, it, it's got to live up to that or maybe surpass it the second time to, to come back and look at it and not so much to do it specifically for critiquing eye, but then you start seeing things that kind of take it down that notch from my God, this is going to be a perfect 10. They're going to end this perfectly. Oh my God, this is great. And then it starts going lower and lower the second time. I think there are some really good opportunities they missed on with this one. Um, I also, I think it was brought up in the episode, Stephen, I think you brought it up there. Where was the motivation to, to have Boba Fett do all this? Okay. That never really became clear. Um, and then I think the hardest thing about this is those two episodes dropped in with the Mandalorian, or let's say an episode and a half kind of, let's say pulled it off a path to where there could have been a really good story there because the better story was, was that episode and a half. And then that took away from, we wanted to see Boba Fett just be who he was a bad a. So I just, I, I, I am going to give this right now, you know, um, I'm giving this a 7.5. Uh, you know, I'm, I hate to do this. I, this, I think this is the first time live on a podcast. I'm lowering it. I have to give it a seven. I don't want to go any lower. Um, there were episode, there were parts of the episode I really, really, really enjoyed. Okay. But when Robert Rodriguez directed the episode of Boba Fett coming in for the first time, I loved it. I understood his directing style. I thought it was perfect. The only time you got to see that directing style was when Boba Fett finally took down Cad Bane. And the rest of it just moved a tad slow. So I'm giving this a seven. Um, I have no idea what I'm going to do with my my Womp Rats at this point. I think I'm just going to let them um, flounder around, uh, maybe be at the spaceport. And let's just say they were behind the guys who were pushing the Gamorrean guards off the cliff. Yeah, I think well said guys, this was, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very excited for Kenobi and I'm very excited for Mandalorian season three. And I'm excited to go and dive into this series. And I feel like we've done a lot of that in this episode, but we'll dive into the series in more detail uh, and, and look through the, the, our, our favorite moments and our not so favorite moments. Um, there's a lot to like in this show, but it's just, yeah, you guys said it well. It's, I guess it was just, it, it kind of, uh, I don't feel like the, at the end necessarily lived up to the promise. And yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to say that the ending fell flat. I'm just going to say the ending was just there. Yes. And there's many reasons for that. It wasn't necessarily a fault of these particular episode. It's kind of what no. it had to do, uh, or a lot of it, not all. A lot of it was kind of how it led up, how they led up to this episode, um, and kind of the just the fact that you only have a you know an hour. This was a full hour, a solid hour long, but you know you only have so much time to kind of wrap things up. But you know what can what can you do? 
Um, but we're, we're excited to dive into this. We're going to talk through, talk about all of our thoughts on the season next week. So stay tuned. Uh, we're excited to dive in and, and talk through Book of Boba Fett season one, or maybe just Book of Boba Fett. Who knows? Um, I, would, I would imagine this is just going to be I, the Book I of Boba Fett. I think it's, I, that's it. I know. I think yeah. that's it. Um, but we'll see. We will see. Any parting thoughts before we close out this episode? See y'all at Celebration and talking about Kenobi. Yes, cannot, cannot wait. But we'll be back next week with our review oh, yeah, of yeah, yeah. the whole season uh, of the book of Boba Fett. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, IonCannonCast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at IonCannonCast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.